0: Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-hosts, Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. Uh, We're trying to hook up with Reverend Dr. Robert L. Manaway, senior pastor of uh, Tabernacle Missionary Baptist Church and one of the spokespeople for the McKinney Coalition. A lot of things are happening there. Uh, It was just recently revealed that uh, the governor had proposed that the project, the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority, receive uh, $10 million. And the latest word we have is that the Senate, Came out with a recommendation of 1.3 million, which is enough not to even fix the building up. And contrary to what some state representatives are saying, the building does not have to be torn down. There is empirical evidence from architects and engineers that if you just want to pave the way for the further gentrification and black displacement, continue with spreading the false information. It's unfortunate that we have folks who are elected officials who are supposed to be looking at all the documentation. Before they spread this erroneous information, it's unfortunate that would happen. And I will be talking to folks in her district to make sure that she does hear the truth from the people. So, But on the other hand, uh, getting back to while we wait for Pastor Matterway, I want to congratulate uh, Dr. Quentin Morris. He's uh, the new coach here of the CL Arts Commission. Uh, we're going to have uh, one of his mentors on a little later, and that's Carolyn Riley Payne, president of CL Branch, NAACP. Quentin and my daughter Angela were good friends, and they both were AXO, Afro-Academic Afro Technological Scientific Olympics participants. They won locally, and uh, Quentin won gold all the way up to the nationals. And also, we want to congratulate Representative Eric Pettigrew, a bill addressing inequities in cannabis licensing has been approved by the State House. If we can just get the State House to approve that 3 to $5 million with the Central District Community Preservation Development Authority, that's what Javier Valdez said, that uh, they had recommended the members of Color Caucus uh, apparently all members wasn't on board. But, hey, what it gets me is that it passed the House unanimously. It passed the Senate unanimously. And now we're headed down a path where we're going to have to reach out to Microsoft, Facebook, Amazon, and others to make sure the infrastructure's repaired. It's unfortunate that uh, African Americans don't get the same opportunities, and, uh, and especially a return on our tax dollars that everyone else gets, to have sustainable growth to be able to create a jobs and train for much-needed employees throughout the technology industry, the construction industry, right on 22nd and Jackson. I guess some people want to give it all to Vulcan.
1: You know, and, that, and that's what gets me, Eddie. I'm, I'm looking at the Senate, and I'm looking at the Ways and Means Committee, and they have no right to pull it like that. They should have accepted that recommendation. Again, we, we, we're, we're coming from a $10 million governor's, uh, uh, put it in his budget. His recommendation was $10 million, and we're down to one? I mean, come on. That is wrong. Yeah, well, uh, so anyway, we'll be talking with some folks about it. I know uh, some pop-
0: folks will get really upset, but hopefully we can get Jesse Johnson and some other members of colors who had recommended the three to five to stand up for that. So uh, I'm not going to be a part of anything where I see that something is destined to fail uh, without saying anything, it's just not going to
1: happen. You know, but, I feel bad, too. We need somebody in the Senate who's going to carry our water. Y'all know who I'm talking about out there. Come on. Well, Bob Pasegawa does an outstanding job. He I does. also
0: want to say that um, I spoke with Rick uh, Rick Demmer from uh, the city of Seattle, and he wanted people to know about there's a, a cannabis equity in our community. It's going to be Saturday, February 22nd from 10 to 12 a.m. It'll be at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts Institute. And the doors will open at 945. And this is sponsored by uh, Langston Hughes, uh, the City of Seattle, uh, the St- uh, Washington State Liquor and Cannabis Board. And uh, so that's on the front page of the facts. Uh, right above C.T. Thompson, who's going to be at the Central on uh, tomorrow, on Friday, from 6 to 9. And it's too bad at the Central, everything got to be over at 9. <laughs> I, I don't understand that good. now. But we know what the deal is, so... Uh, but, Hayward, uh, I also want to commend uh, you for the great organization that you pulled off on Monday for the event that we had, the 2nd Annual MLK Civil Rights Memorial Park Black History Month Tree Lighting Ceremony. And I understand that uh, the lights will be on until when?
1: Lights will be on until April 4th, the day that, uh, that our great Reverend Dr. King was assassinated. So the lights will come down when, uh, when they extinguished his life. But we're going to, on that day, that's the day of remembrance. So there will be a program up at Mount Zion to remember Dr. King, but also the people locally who passed away, who get lost to the time and ages. we got to remember these people like Jerry Ware and, and, and uh, Edwin Pratt. Come on, y'all know who I'm talking about, Walt Huntley. So many great people who aren't here with us now. Uh, Michael Ross, Representative, bless his heart, Michael Ross. But you know what?
0: We really have to do some education to write something about these folks because you got to remember if somebody was born in – 1990, they would be how old now? 30? Oh,
1: oh my goodness. Oh, see
0: what I'm saying? So a lot of these people uh, died before these when these people were three and four years old, not even born. So that was a tragedy of losing camp because it encapsulated so much of black history right in that facility on 722 18th Avenue where you and I both
1: served as, as, as executive directors. And I feel bad about the fact that she threw away all the history, the current director. Not going to name no names, but she threw away all the history, didn't even bring it back to the community and put it in the museum. I, I truly feel torn about that.
0: Well, I'll tell you one thing. Jesse Johnson, State Representative Jesse Johnson, out of Federal Way, has been busy. So his bills uh, helped to spark uh, interest in renewable energy uh, careers, and it passes the House. <clears throat> and the information I'm giving you is out of the Seattle Medium newspaper. And on the front page of the facts, you can find information out about. Uh, the cannabis equity in our community, sponsored by the city of Seattle, and Rick Dimmer and and uh, his his uh, gang down at the city. So that's going to be once again ten to twelve uh, at Langston Hughes Performing Arts Center. And <coughs> so Hayward, now the uh, let's go back to the the state legislature. Uh, we know that the senators made their recommendations in terms of this. This is a supplemental budget. <coughs> But still, when you started a recommendation of 10 million and get down to one <laughs> and then the members of color say. And I'm hoping that when it goes to the House, that the members of color caucus can stand up for that three to five million so that we don't get something that's destined to fail. Because you won't be able to fix the building up so you can have the Urban League in there, the pre-apprenticeship program. And then all the other agencies that want to work with us, the city of Seattle, King County, that's Sound true. Transit, the Port of Seattle. We met with, with them yesterday, had a yesterday. very productive meeting yesterday. Uh, with uh, C, uh, Steve Metrick and uh, his uh, staff, very productive meeting, and so all kind of partnerships are available. But if you don't have the infrastructure in place, the building does not need to be torn down, contrary to the rumor that has been put out there. Okay, the numbers are not inflated. Uh, staff person at Senate Ways and Means: the numbers are not inflated. Okay, uh, the, and we have architectural and engineering studies to prove what we're saying. It's unfortunate that a person of color could be opposed to other people of color, especially black people, when they have the documentation. It won't even bother to look at and continue to spread erroneous information. Was,
1: I'm sorry. But it wasn't like the governor did it in a vacuum either. The governor had his staff people meet with us, walk through the building, see what was needed, and that's what he based his recommendation on. That's and I certainly wish was. that the other folks in the
0: Washington State Legislature, they're saying the building has to be torn down, a rumor that the college put out two or three years ago because they want to get rid of it. it so they will tell you anything, okay? So they want to get rid of it. I don't blame them for saying it. it's simply not true. Javier Valdez, Representative Javier Valdez, the chair of the members of color caucus of the state house, my state legislature, has been to the building several times. Yeah. He says the elevators need to be tweaked. The building is solid. Uh, state Representative Eric Pettigrew, Rebecca Sal, Senator Saldana, and Representative Santos on January twelfth. All were at the building, walked through the building, saw what it looked like. Now all of a sudden, I just don't quite understand. I don't think they saw anything falling down. There's some repairs needed, <clears throat> but if we don't get it built up, then there's no way that we'll be able to lease the space out, and well, that's the, the problem.
1: And and the sad part is those repairs that are needed is because of the community college that was the, the that took care of it, the
0: steward of it. Exactly, and they allowed uh, AT and T to drill holes into the roof when they leased out the roof, but for uh, cell phone towers. And hopefully AT&T will put something in. Uh, you know, you advertise all about what a great uh, a, a, a citizen you are. Now, if you really want to be great, then you ought to pay to have that building, uh, that roof repaired, so we can use that other, whatever we get, to uh, get the other building. But we can't even get lease the space out without having the funds to, uh, but, you know, that's probably somebody's grandiose plan. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Is we're going to go ahead and take a break now and then we're going to give Car- 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 Carolyn Riley Payne a call and try to reach past the Manaway a- after that.
2: Why sit in bumper to bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City, Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail, just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 11:50.
0: Okay, we're back at Urban Forum Northwest. Where we go to my ne- our next guest, the president of the NAACP for Seattle, the Seattle branch, Carolyn Riley Payne. Want we'll to let you know that Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office, uh, Concourse Concessions with Dave Fukuhara, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, with the two Desert Storm veterans, Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsitt, and Stephanie Oval does our website. And every Thursday night, LaTanya and Nichelle (coughs) invite you down to Rumba Notes Lounge in Columbia City for the best live music in town. And also, I want to give a shout-out to Brian Cole. Brother uh, Brian Cole owns Cole Cleaning. They can do up some carpets and Brian can be reached at 206-721-7723. Now, madam president, how has the ride been so far in your short tenure? The ride has been
3: uh a little bit a little bit shaky, but you know, we oh it's now we're on smooth sailing. We're moving ahead. We were at a standstill, so at a, we had we thought we were gonna have to take a detour, but we did not. We are moving ahead. We are so excited to uh, come to uh, to the community to let them know that uh, we have uh, the King County branch has a sixty-day action plan where we're refocusing, rebuilding, and reconnecting. And some of the things that we are doing, and we need the community's help, uh, is voter. We're concentrating on getting uh, voter registration. Uh, you know the census. Uh, People to know their rights, and so that we can be counted because we understand how important that is. Uh, private prison reform, and most of all, one of the things we're doing is our uh, youth um, act. trying to get our AXO program back on track. Mm. <clears throat> so we are uh, we are doing. Uh, <clears throat> we're meeting it uh, with the school districts. Uh, with the edu- uh, education of our children, uh, we are really concerned um, more than ever now about the things that are going on in, in every, almost every school district. So we, but what we need is we need the community to pay their membership uh, and come out and help. You don't have to be on the on the executive committee to get out and be active and help us. We're getting lots of calls and people are getting upset because we're not re- finding the ways they want us to but when we look you know we we take as many cases as we can this is a volunteer organization but it's also a membership organization so when our members call we we try to respond first before non-members just because they are our members and that's who we are that's who we're here to serve so please you know what the community needs to come out and to help us build, be a part of rebuilding and shaping a civil rights in the King County.
1: Well, I know that uh, uh, President Payne, I know we're looking at doing a, a criminal justice reform uh, workshop, hopefully in the near future by May. And I know that uh, I've been working with you and we have a, this is Hayward. I've been working with you. We have a couple of judges now lined up and two or three different treatment centers as well as some of the other uh, community reentry programs. And I got to salute at this time Jesse Johnson out of the 30th District. This boy is a freshman, yet he came out with bill, House Bill 2768 for Family Reconciliation Services. So when people get out of jail, they can be embraced back in their community, or at least they can be uh, reintroduced to their family and the community in terms of becoming successful. I think there's some great things uh, out there right now. But from that perspective of membership, so are we looking at a membership drive coming up soon, or what do you visualize?
3: Yes. Now that was uh, the, the second part of what I wanted to say. We have um, in our in our in our sixty day plan, we have a membership drive where we're and we have We've already started uh, lining up spaces uh, in the community to be out in the community so that you can see the members of the executive committee. We can talk about what we're doing, and we can hear from uh, from the community on what uh, the direction they think we ought to be going. And it's going to be a membership drive. It's a coffee clash. We're going to be meeting at restaurants, uh, uh, minority-owned, black-owned restaurants, and uh, coming out and being in the public rather than just at one place. Uh, we're also going to have a freedom fund. Uh, and we're looking to bring uh, someone here to, uh, that will excite uh, to, as we go forward with voter registration as we get ready for the upcoming uh, election. So, uh, the, and that's going to probably be in October. But um, we're we lining up some things. And we're going to we're looking to have um, uh, health some health issues. We have someone that is going to uh, come out on Monday night. In fact. Which is our next members' general membership meeting, uh, Dr. Anderson, to talk about
4: um,
3: some of the uh, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, some of the things, some of the issues that we have going on in the in our community, and how we can get a handle on that and help our seniors especially uh, with with um, medical. Information and so that people will know what's going on and what they have a, and their rights. Uh, so we're busy. We uh, it's really a busy time.
0: There's one thing uh, you mentioned the schools and I noticed uh, one of the schools you and uh, Claude Burfick had been out at Kennedy and I noticed that the last week or so Kennedy's received a lot of publicity, uh, and I just wanted to know if there's any information you could share because I did talk to a couple of the black parents and I directed them to call you. If they want to get something done, and I'm, they did. So, anyway, can you uh, share it with any information? I don't disclose anything confidential. But what is the status right now?
3: Well, the uh, the black parents are uh, working on their plan. Uh, we're having a meeting. Uh, we're waiting for them to set up the meeting so that we can move forward. We did meet with them. We met with the students. Uh, the students uh, articulated what their uh, their concerns were. Wonderfully, and and they went to the school, and so we are waiting for the parents. The next parent meeting in which we outline exactly where we where where we're going and what we're doing, Uh, and so that's all at this point that I can tell you about uh, about Kennedy.
1: For our listenership, though, can you give them the history? How did the N. L. B. C. P. Get involved at Kennedy High School. What happened? What were the circumstances that brought it to the forefront that the NAACP had to go to Kennedy?
3: Oh well, first of all, some of the uh, the uh, the students um was uh were in riot. They there were they were their principal and their teachers. Uh, let's see. I don't want to. To say too much because i don't want us to uh get into uh actually uh details of it but the students were treated i uh, mistreated their learning is not going on at kennedy or uh, so the parents saw it and they called eddie eddie told them to call us we met with them they shared with us the kinds of uh harassment uh that their students their students were um under over at Kennedy, and so uh, they we that's when they formed the parent group and trying now to get to how what the, what all of the issues are, um, calling uh, our students are being our kids are being called names, mm. uh, the teachers padding patting uh, little girl uh, our young women on the young ladies on the head and uh, discriminatory harassment going on in the classroom. Our children are un- almost in a it's like a I don't know how we expect them to learn when they go in the classroom and the teachers don't even know how to talk to them. Mm-hmm. They're bullied uh, it was so it's so bad that they some of them go around the campus when they see the principal coming. they don't even want to be in in his presence. they walk up out of their way so they say to avoid him. So that's what's going on. And then in Issaquah, we had this, the cheerleader uh, who uh, posted uh, a cheer using the N word, uh, and it's, uh, a monkey being put on a on a, on a student's desk. Seeing all things like that that impact learning in the classroom. Not just that, that was not just at Kennedy and Issaquah. But that's um, and uh, almost at all the at all all the schools.
1: The University uh, of Washington, they were selling cupcakes. Hey, Amen. <laughs> at the Republican Party, you get a discount for a black cupcake. Okay. And and oh, yes. and, and they made a serious mistake because they said Native Americans are free,
0: and one Indian brother <laughs> took all the cupcakes. <laughs> yes. Cupcakes or cookies, one or the other. But he took all of them. He said, "Oh, Native Americans are free," and he took all of them. I know that's right. And then they told they told uh, the, the security, the guy just took out, he said, you said uh, Native Americans <laughs> <Yeah>. were free. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a real good one. So I well, also see on the front page of the Seattle Media today, Quentin Morris, new co-chair of the Seattle Arts Commission.
3: Oh, Quentin. Okay, Quentin is a product of the Seattle AXO program.
0: I know. I let people know already. <laughs> he and oh, Angela okay. were in the same group.
3: Yes. Yeah. That 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 that's why our actual program is so important. Uh it is a it's still the forum in which our students, our kids, are recognized by us and and showcase their talents. And we are we're uh so proud of all of our of all of them, but we let them know who they are and what they can do and that the sky is the limit. And so uh, we're gonna ask people we're gonna we are recruiting now for students to come out for the axo program and then when we have the showcase we want the community to come out and show our students that we as a community support them
0: that's good so right now when does AXO start is that a summer program is that when does it start
3: no axo has already uh, well uh we have a few hiccups but Axo has started uh, in Seattle. We're recruiting students, and we're going to have uh, in April is when the competition um, the uh, competition to select those persons that will represent Seattle King County at the national convention in July in Boston.
0: Okay, so that's so, going to be in July, right?
3: That will be in July, now, but I'll come back on again when we have more oh, details exactly. Uh, when the AXO uh, competition will be held,
1: and where. Well, we know that there's seriously a need for the NAACP, and folk got to renew their memberships. But can you explain to the people, what is AXO?
3: Oh, AXO is the Academic, Cultural, Technological, and Scientific Olympics. We call it the Olympics of the Mind. It is a, a program where we have 32 categories in which young people compete with themselves against national criteria for local awards and national um, scholarships. And it is, uh, we have, uh, like I said, 32 uh, 32 categories. And we are really concentrating on the sciences of STEM, but also some of the arts. We have not had any students in, in drawing and painting and sculpture in many, many years, and architecture. So, And we won the first. National competition uh, gold medal in architecture when Axo first started. So um, we're we're really looking uh, for students in those areas uh, uh, for this year's competition. But it's you know it's uh, see, uh, singing, performing art, all of the performing arts, the visual arts, and then of course the STEM. So. Uh, Axo is the is a forum by which we showcase our students' talent.
0: And let's uh, switch to voter registration and what the NAACP is going to be doing to get people registered and get them to go out and vote. Because if they don't vote, they're going to leave a certain person in office. I don't think they want.
3: <laughs> well, that, that's that's right. We, we're going to be holding uh, voter registration uh, campaigns where we're going to be out. Signing people up to vote. We're going to, you'll see us at uh, the at uh, Safeways or uh, any place that people are gathered. We will be out registering people, encouraging people to register to vote. And once you register to vote, we're going to be encouraging you to get out and vote. It does you no good to be registered if you don't vote. Cast your vote, and then encourage your friends to do it. Make sure that your friends are doing it. And we'll be what, talking to. Uh, Students at uh, at, at co- on colleges and even in high school, if they're 18 and older, uh, to vote, to register to vote, and then to vote. And we'll be holding a a, a registration forum information in, uh, night, um, and those dates will be posted on our website, and then we'll make sure that you guys have that so that you can continue to announce it. And Hayward is a new member of our of our executive committee as our economic development chair. So we are looking um, to bring uh, funds into uh, the uh, community uh, through uh, and for especially for our Axel kids so that they can uh, travel to Boston in July.
0: That's good. Congratulations, Hayward. Uh, Thank you. We welcome. Uh, we
3: welcome um, uh, Haywood.
0: Yes. Um, well, when people call me with a, a complaint about discrimination, one of the first thing I ask them, "Are you a member of the NAACP?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, by you joining, it makes the organization a lot stronger. And because you didn't felt the bitterness of discrimination, it should motivate and encourage you to do something a little different. That's
3: right. Uh, and and come and don't wait until you know. They wait until they get in trouble and then come and want <laughs> yeah. uh once once the NAACP help. And while that's good,
0: um, It's a we, volunteer organization.
3: It's a b I was ready to say we are a volunteer organization and you don't have to be on the executive committee. Okay. To volunteer. There's oh. lots of work to be done on each on e on the on each committee. Hey,
0: Hayward could use you on his Economic Development Committee. Please, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we have the Washington State Civil Rights Coalition's Economic Development Committee. So it goes. So, that's we, right. we, yeah, we're together frequently. We were down to Port of Seattle yesterday meeting with the CEO and his staff about some issues. So we'll continue to do that. So, and it's good to have the NAACP with the Economic Development Committee because it has so much more impact when the NAACP has a press conference to set out a press release, uh, raise concerns on economic injustice. So that, that's a good thing, and the right person to have is chair of that committee.
4: Yeah.
0: Now, who is, I, who, who comprises the executive committee, President Carolyn Riley Payne?
3: What, what do you mean? Who's
0: on? Or- who, yeah, who, Yeah.
3: Oh, well, we have um, Ms. Erica uh, Conway, who is the Freedom Fund chair, Yonte Danfer, who is our LCBG, uh, Q chair, um Jen Prozone is our communications chair. Uh Erwin um
0: uh, Chappelle oh,
3: Yeah, Chappelle, thank you. Ooh, I'm so sorry I <laughs> his name me. Is also on our um uh, on the committee. Claude Perfect, Joyce Clark, um Terry uh uh Kemp is uh, our uh, police accountability chair. Uh, and I, hey, when I'm missing someone, uh, I'm trying to off the top of my head. Uh, get, but I, I, I'm missing any, I'm missing somebody, but I don't I can't remember who it is right off. Well, the top. That, was,
1: that was that was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the beauty is for all those folks out there. Anytime somebody gets in trouble, and they call Eddie or I or somebody, and we say go to the NAACP. Y'all need to renew your memberships.
3: Yeah.
1: This is a volunteer organization. <laughs> And we're going to be coming and saying, hey, it's time to put in for your memberships, and particularly in light of Axo and what we're trying to do. And in that criminal justice reform, we need to look at this system. And we have some excellent people in place now who are going to come in, and let's try to revamp things that improve the uh, situation as it relates to court. It's not fair for a poor person to go to court. Then they tell you to come up with a $1,000, $10,000 bail. Come on now. It's tough enough to pay the rent.
0: Yeah, that's well. Uh, that's one thing's that Senator Kamala Harris in California. I think they got rid of the cash bail. There you go. Uh, because if you pay the bail, you can't have a bail. You go to jail, and you end up losing your house and your job and everything else. So, uh, but uh, I, I'm here to support, even though I'm a member of the Tacoma branch of the NAACP. But they're going to have a
1: dual membership now.
0: <laughs> I will. Okay, uh, Madam President, Carolyn Riley Payne, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks for the update. Madam All Queen right, of the you. black community. All, All right. right. Okay. Our next guest is uh, Toshiko Hasegawa, Executive Director of the Commission, Washington State Commission on Asian Pacific American Affairs. Uh, yesterday was February 19th, which was when President Franklin D. Roosevelt issued Executive Order 9066 that allowed the Army to... Uh, uh, in turn, people removed Japanese citizens from what they could have considered war zones, alleged war zones, uh, in Washington, Oregon, and California to internment camps. And today the they had a an, uh, an, uh, celebration of uh, the Day of Remembrance, or they had a Day of Remembrance, I should say. Toshiko Hasegawa, hey, with Evans, and Eddie Rye here. Let us know what happened today.
5: Hi, Eddie, this is Toshiko, and we are just coming back from the Day of Remembrance where Representative Sharon Tomiko Santos introduced a House resolution observing the anniversary of Executive Order 9066. A group of Japanese-American citizens came down to participate in sharing stories, and I got to learn about the first-ever Day of Remembrance that actually took place right here. In Seattle in 1978, a man named Frank Abe. Oh, Frank Abe.
0: Oh, yes, indeed. We know Frank.
5: Yeah. He <laughs> yeah, had the idea is to recreate uh, the forced removal of Japanese Americans who are living in Seattle and placed in an intermittent um, campground, which you all know today as the Puyallup Fair, but our community knows knows as Camp Harmony which was an intentional euphemism to make it seem like they it weren't in nice, bad huh? conditions as they really were. <laughs> yeah. And so what they did was they said, well, we're going to recreate the caravan, um, and we, we hope to have a bunch of people, but we have no idea how many are going to show up. They convened on a Saturday, and the thousands of people showed up, and it was so many people that the mile um, that the, the line of cars on I-5 was over a mile long. And together, the community made the movement. Um, and it was a grassroots um, demonstration that caught fire uh, and inspired um, uh, subsequent days of remembrance by the state itself. Um, just a few years later, the late Kit Takuda, who was a state representative here in Washington state, introduced the first ever resolution formally recognizing as a government the wrongs. Um, of our government, against the Japanese-Americans. And, um, and it has since grown into something that we recognize, even on the congressional level, year after year. So mm-hmm. truly, the point is the rallying cry, as Representative Fonso said in his speech today, has been, never again. But in light of recognition of the atrocities by the current administration mm-hmm. uh, here in America, The rallying cry has turned into never again is now, and we know that we still can't stand for people being forcibly removed from their homes and indefinitely detained, contrary to the Constitution of the United States um, at the border, and certainly not locked in cages as babies and children who've committed no crime and received no due process. So it is a solemn day, but it is also a day of solidarity and hope. And um, and so t- together we uh, we make our trip back to Seattle to get back to work at home in our own communities for justice.
0: Okay, so are you what time it started Blaine Memorial Church?
5: Yes, Beacon Hill Blaine Memorial uh, Baptist Church, and uh, and then we made our way down to Olympia and spent the day with the legislators and heard some elders tell some stories. Now we're on our way back to uh, to Seattle.
0: Okay. So, you're on your way back to, from Olympia back to Seattle. Okay, that's good. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Yeah, I also had asked you and I asked Representative Santos and Senator Bob Hasegawa if the governor, and I saw the article in the paper a couple of days ago where Governor uh, Gavin Newsom had issued an apology to the people who were interned and their descendants of folks who were interned uh, by Executive Order 9066. And I was wondering if Washington State had done the same thing. You know,
5: to my knowledge, Washington State, um, as a Statewide recognition has not issued such an apology. however, um, on other levels of government, uh, I know that our, that Washington State has been a leader, for example, issuing apologies to public school teachers who were forced to resign um, uh, but I don't think that we've done something as statewide recognition or apology beyond the day of remembrance with the resolution.
1: Well, I think that's something we might want the governor to consider because I know that he embraces uh, the acknowledgement of that, of that tragic, tragic, tragic events that took place. That was just straight wrong, and they know it right now. But, uh, Toshiko, can you share with uh, the listenership what's going on in Olympia today and what policies are being put in place to improve the quality of life in the Asian Pacific Islander community? What did you get accomplished?
5: Today, we heard a lot from our champions in the legislature about things to make sure that education and civil liberties in America are becoming a priority. Because the way we learn about things are the way that we're able to um, to apply them to um, in in our in our lives. And the the, our students today are our leaders tomorrow. And so we actually have um, advocated for the establishment of the Kip Sakuda Memorial Fund, uh, which is a fund for civil liberties and ed- public education. Um, and so we want to make sure that the stories, not just of the Japanese-American community, but um, of civil liberties are not only being taught, but being funded and supported in educational projects across the state. And So we're really glad to be able to go down and learn about what the potential recipients are Um who, what organizations have received that, and there will be another round of grants going out there. The Commission on Asian Pacific American Affairs will have that grant opportunity uh, posted on its Facebook page, and they'll be accepting applications uh, through March 12th. So uh, making sure that we're investing in the education so that, uh, so that students and adults alike can walk through educational museums and exhibits and really get a hands-on feel for, for what the experience is.
0: So uh, in terms of the turnout today in Olympia, what did it look like? Do you have quite a few people?
5: We had a bus full of folks, um, so about 50 um, here with us, including folks from the JACL, from Gensho, from the Wing Group Museum, and also our our state veterans who, despite being um, behind barbed wire fences, decided to put on a uniform and fight on behalf of America in World War II because they believed in the ideals of the government. Uh, and uh, and so they I'd say there's probably about uh, 75, maybe a group of 50 to 75 people who filled the pews uh, in the House and we were able to take a big group picture and uh, and we had the Boy Scouts 252 come down and present the colors. So it really demonstrates the um, intergenerational appreciation for the history. Um, and as a young fourth generation Japanese American, it was my grandparents who were incarcerated in world war II and to have it as my father, who was one of the sponsors of the Senate resolution, uh, for the day of remembrance. I know that the courts will come to me and others of my generation to make sure that we're continuing to learn and, and apply the lessons of yesterday, um, so that we might, um, Perform a, a more perfect union, and and be the hope that we envision for tomorrow. So um, it was it was really beautiful and really inspiring to see so many people across generations. I saw one family take a photo. There was uh, four generations: of the grandpa, the mom, the granddaughter, and the great granddaughter all together um, to recognize this. So um, I think that uh, knowing that we're we're here to listen and that our legislature on both sides of the aisle um, understand that this is an atrocity um, and are passing this knowledge on and investing in making sure that uh, we don't commit civil rights and, uh, violations in the future because there there will always be challenges, there will always be tribulations, and there will always be threats upon us. It's us who have to stay vigilant um, and hold our legislators accountable. So it was good to see such a strong showing of support for, for, for civil liberties and and the experience
0: of Japanese-Americans. Well, Toshiko, you've really been busy. We certainly appreciate all the work you've been doing, and it's good to educate the general public onto the Day of Remembrance on what happened on February 19th uh, by an action taken by a a Democrat in the White House, Franklin D. Roosevelt. So thank you very much, and keep up the good work. And if you got something come up, let Hayward and I know so we can let the public know what you're doing.
1: Toshiko, run for office, run for office. Representative, (laughs) represent I gotta plant that seed. I'm trying to get it to sprout. Okay.
5: Okay. Uh, Thank you. All right now.
1: Okay, thank you
0: very much. Thank you. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with our next guest after this.
2: Why sit in bumper to bumper traffic when you can hop on Link Light Rail and fly by the gridlock? It's a smoother, easier, stress-free way to get where you want to go. Whether you're heading north to Capitol Hill in the University of Washington or south to Columbia City Tukwila, and the airport, Link Light Rail will get you there quickly and safely. And if you have an ORCA card, even better. Just tap on the yellow card reader when you get on and listen for the beep to let you know your card has been accepted. Then tap your card reader again once you've reached your destination and listen for the double beep to let you know you've tapped off correctly. To find the closest Link Light Rail station or to learn how to get an ORCA card, just go to soundtransit.org and type Link Light Rail into the search bar. Sound Transit's Link Light Rail. Just another way that Sound Transit is powering progress. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you.
0: Okay, hey, what happens? in Eddie Ryan back at Urban Forum Northwest, and we do have on the line. The President and CEO of the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle, the distinguished Michelle Merriweather. How are you doing, Michelle?
4: I'm doing well. How are you guys doing today?
0: Well, we were doing all right. I didn't, I heard about the debate. I didn't see it, but uh, I didn't see we, it we're still trying to work things out in Olympia because uh, we went from 10 million to 1.3, and the members of Color Caucus said they would advocate for three to five million. So we have work to do. But anyway, we have work to do. yeah, we have work to do. And I know the people have the power and I know uh, that we can get it done. So because we got uh, I spoke at uh, Amazon for, to kick off their Black History event on the 31st of, uh, of uh, January. And okay. uh, the chair of the, of the MLK uh, organizing coalition, Shade Moore, is down there. And uh, she walked her. through the building. We want her to be on the board because we want that technology brought to that building but we got to Definitely. get the building in order so people can move into it. And it sounds Definitely. like somebody's trying to prevent us from doing that, but we're not going to let that happen because we, we also have We have uh, we' had a meeting with the Port of Seattle the Port CEO yesterday. Uh, we know we can get support from other entities. and we we'll also be visiting the building Melinda Gates Foundation. We're going to keep moving. nothing can get to stop us now. We got the train rolling. We're not going to stop. But before yep. I go any further, I want you to share with our listeners, the programs and the services that the Urban League of Metropolitan Seattle is providing every day, except for Saturday every and Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> On some Saturdays, Linda Linda Taylor might have a housing form, so I'll say Monday <laughs> through Saturday. <laughs>
4: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, we are here providing necessary resources to black folks and underserved communities to ensure that they have a pathway to prosperity, is what we, we, we call it, be it. Unemployed, underemployed, we can help you find a job. Exiting incarceration, we can plug you to resources to get you stable and on your feet. If you're experiencing homelessness, we can uh, work with you to get to a path to housing security. Um, and now we are also in the court with home base with um, our partners, the Housing Justice Project and United Way and Wellspring in um, uh, Seattle courthouse and King County courthouse supporting those that are facing evictions to ensure that we are keeping people housed uh, because that is the easiest way to ensure that they don't go into homelessness to ensure that they get to keep their roof over their head that they currently have so we're doing all we can to ensure that folks are staying in their house as well Uh, and so like you said Monday through Friday sometimes on Saturday If you are in need uh, or ready to start thinking about purchasing a home, we have our third Saturday class that uh, Linda Taylor has been doing for the last 20 years. We have uh, credit and budget classes that we do, and uh, we're still here supporting those that are in need. You spoke of Amazon. We're working with them uh, on uh, uh, Amazon Web Services certification to ensure that people have Uh, work towards a certification to plug them into those great jobs that amazon has uh, and doing all we can every day to uh, create economic parity we work with the port you mentioned the port we work with the port to uh, uh on priority hire to ensure that uh folks that are from this area are trained and certified to um and plugged into our unions to, to work on these projects that the port has that they're building. Uh, Wash Dot, the city of Seattle, and the county uh, to ensure that we're training uh, future skilled laborers and connecting them to unions and work. So, uh, and the list goes on uh, each and every day. And right now, um, a big push for us is to make sure that we are counted in the census. So we're doing a lot of education and outreach uh, in a census and, of course, joining you downtown, in the, I mean, down in Olympia to make sure that our voices are heard there too. Uh, the, um, the hair discrimination bill, uh, tanis bill, and we have a, a handful of others that we are working on uh, to make sure that uh, we are continuing that march towards equity for us and the people that
1: we serve. Yeah, you know what? What gets me, Michelle? You know, I know that program with Linda Taylor, uh, Washington yes. State for that first-time home buyers, they get a credit or something, a discount on their mortgage, or don't they get some so, kind of serious benefit? Yeah,
4: that? yeah, that, that they do. So it it is a five-hour class. You get a certification, uh, and you can qualify for some closing costs. Uh, uh, or and or down payment assistance.
1: Yeah, you know I know umm- Eddie and equipment. I. We met with the when we met with the, uh, when we met with the uh, executive director down at the port. They have uh, billions of dollars coming down for marine services, and of course we said the Urban League, y'all got to get that money. And then and then I for, love the, it. and Jesse Johnson. You know I love Jesse out of the 30th district. Now he has that family yeah. reconciliation services for ex offenders. And also, when uh, when we met with the governor just this past week, that we we shared with him to support it. And again, that money needs to go to the Urban League. So for the listenership, oh. y'all need to call Michelle or one of her people, <laughs> okay? So now, Michelle, I'm an ex-offender getting out of, out of jail, yeah. and I come down to the Urban League. What can I receive in terms of direct Absolutely. services?
4: Definitely, uh, thank you for the question. So we have. Uh, it depends on where you are. For, first and foremost, we want to make sure that the things that we're providing or recommending align with what you want, right? Uh, so our first uh, uh, call to action is to make sure you are stable, right? To make sure you have a roof over your head. Make sure you have um, access to uh, jobs, and we can work with our team here. Uh, we we wrap all our arms around you and all of our resources uh, to make sure that first you have a roof over your head, clothes, clothes on your back, a way to connect with your family, you know, family reunification, etc. cetera. Um, we're going to identify where you are. Do you still have addictions that we need to make sure that we work with you on? Um, and uh, we have a Tuesday night class that supports uh, that. Is a relapse prevention class to um, support those that are ensuring that they that are battling addiction. It's a lifelong battle to make sure that they are supported. Um, so there's there's no cookie cutter model, um, but we are going to meet you where you are to provide a path for you that could could include career bridge class, which is still our six week class that provides. Uh, that uh, support to get folks stable and on their feet. But we're going to provide a path specific for you using our resources here and or our partners to make sure that you are stable and to make sure that you are on a path to success that you do not go back. Um, Our career-rich class still to this day, we're in our sixth year, have um, about a 2% recidivism rate. Of folks that complete the class and go on to uh, secure jobs and homes and a great life, uh, less than 2% of them uh, reoffend and go back. So we want to make sure um, that that model continues, that we are meeting folks where they are and providing support that they need. Nothing is cookie cutter, nothing, you know, we can't provide a, a blanket approach to everybody. Everybody's situation and story is different and we're going to provide a path uh, that works
0: for them. That was a very good example at your breakfast <clears throat> where April Ryan spoke, yeah. uh, the gentleman that went through the program that made the presentation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was a very powerful presentation, and that will cause yeah. anybody to believe that a person can change around if they're given the right opportunities and the right support, and that's one of the things you guys are doing.
4: That's it. That's so, it. They uh, just need Michelle and I,
0: Now, uh, Michelle, we got to come up with some strategy to get this building (laughs) squared away so we can get the Urban League in there and these other programs. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about that offline. But the Members of Color Caucus, we were down there last week uh, with uh, Bobby uh, Alexander and Shade Moore, the chair and vice chair of the MLK Organizing Coalition. Uh, uh, We received information from uh, Javier Valdez, the chair of the Members of Color Caucus, that the House Members of Color Caucus was Was uh, supporting three to five million for the project. And then we got a call, the Senate Ways and Means Committee said 1.3 million. Mm. They say the numbers are inflated. When we have empirical Mm -hmm. data from the architect and engineer, and the good thing is, Javier Valdez has been to the building. And as you know, our our delegation, Representative Santos, Eric Pettigrew, and Rebecca Saldana have been there. Mm -hmm. But because one guy says the numbers are inflated, well, we started off with a recommendation from the government for 10 million. And the members mm-hmm. of color caucus are three to five, so, you know, we have to overcome that. And then we have some people that are people of color who are not supporting the project at all, which is unfortunate because they all voted for it. They, they they all voted for it. So we're just trying to figure out uh, exactly what's well, going on, but uh, exactly, folks need yeah. to hear from us. They need to hear people from us. People
4: need to hear from us. People need to realize that this building will be um, a life resource to the people that it serves our people, the people in our community, and uh, it needs to be supported by everyone. We need to do this together, you know, and uh, it can truly change and impact lives. We're doing it now in in places, in, in, you know, other spaces, borrowing, leasing spaces, et cetera. Just imagine what it could be if we were all in one building, serving our people together, uh and creating that lifeblood for our community and has to happen from,
1: michelle so they can hear from you now you've been there a few times is the building falling down no the building <laughs> okay, is not falling you. down mm-hmm. it, it certainly
4: needs work and we we get that and we want to uh make sure that that happens but it is not falling down it's a beautiful building it is a big building and uh, has parking, and we can't say that about a lot of places in, in this area, uh, and uh, it, it can do and is prepared to do uh, amazing things. It just needs some TLC.
0: Man, something just crossed my mind. We have a guy that we know that's the director of the Economic Development Administration, and uh, so... We're gonna to have to set oh, a yeah, meeting Leonard up Smith. with him. Michelle, we want you to be at that meeting too. Yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, we're gonna meet at the building the with Leonard Smith, the That's director right. of the Economic Development Administration, to see what we can get there. Uh, we Let's cannot afford to lose. We gotta go everywhere we can. Bill Melinda Gates Foundation, Amazon, Microsoft, Facebook. Matter of fact, Angela was here last week. She spoke at Facebook uh, uh down I saw on the with the chief. Uh, huh?
4: I saw that with the yeah chief, yeah she right. moderated
0: a, uh, the panel with between the chief and Sandra
1: Bland sister Sharon Cooper who works on oh,
0: Facebook it. in the Menlo Park, California
1: office. and hey, Michelle I'm not going to tell on you but you have a couple people that are interested in helping with the build out am I, I right do, But I'm not yeah, going to yeah, say any true. names now. <laughs> well, I'm sure glad the cable companies like you,
0: Michelle.
4: they do they do, <laughs> they they do. okay see that's what I'm they saying They do and a lot of those companies that you mentioned are our partners of the Urban League okay. as well and. And um, certainly are willing to do all they can to support us. So
0: okay, we're um, gonna have to we're gonna have to pull some people together, and you number one on yeah. the list because yeah. I know that we can succeed. All we gotta do is put our heads together. We can cause we can succeed because the employees right. are needed in the technology industry, in the construction yep. industry, the workers yep. are needed. So what's wrong with us having our people trained to get livable wage jobs? And buy a house back in the CD. And we
1: put Michelle yeah, we at the go. spearhead. You better watch out, Michelle. Put you <laughs> at that spearhead. You better watch out. Okay, Michelle, want to thank you very much for your time I today and all the well work thank you're doing. You.
0: So we'll be calling you because we got to have a sit down real quick to come up with strategy to make sure we don't lose that building.
4: We won't lose it.
0: Okay, we then can. thank you very much. Appreciate you.
4: I appreciate you. Have a great
0: day. Okay. All right. Uh, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by Sound Transit Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Seattle's Purchasing and Construction Services Office, the Port of Seattle's Diversity Contracting Office with me and Rice, Concourse Concession, Dave Fukuhara, SeaTac Bar Group, LLC, Rod O'Neill and Jerry Whitsitt, Stephanie Eagle does our website, and don't forget, every Thursday night, Rumba Nose Lounge, uh, LaTanya and Michelle will be welcoming you in to hear some of the best live music uh, in the, the city, and uh, also my friend Brian Cole, if he needs your carpets clean. Brian Cole at 206-721-7723. And also on Saturday, beginning at 5 o'clock, is the United Negro College Fund's annual gala at the Hyatt Seattle. It's on 8th and Olive. And also on Saturday, the Esquire. Hayward is a new member of the Esquire. Yes. The All Black All Party. All Black. All Black Party at the, at the Royal Esquire Very Club on Black. Saturday. And if you go to the all-black party, send United Negro College Fund a check anyway. Uh Oh, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.